Hello. Hello. Oh, that's going to have been so loud. My name is Matt. My name is Abigail. And this is the Polyglot Polyglot Progress Progress Podcast. Podcast. Oh, that was good. Um, Was it? (laughs) This is all right. Uh, This is podcast... 24 or 5. One of those. um, We are still batch recording, so it's one of those. You'll know. Uh, Today is January 12th, so we are pre-filming this. No real updates on our language learning because of that. We're trying to get all the podcasts done for like the next over a month you yes. know, done in the span of like a few days so it's literally been see, two days i think we've recorded like wise. four um this is the fourth that we're recording in two days welcome back yes hope you've been inv- enjoying us posting a video every day in february so far i hope that we have been um, enjoying it as well hopefully we've yeah i hope that we've posted a video every day in february so far <laughs> this that will be the plan um that is the plan yeah. Currently, we're set to. If we just keep doing stuff, we're good. Hope it's um, been good for all of you. I guess in the beginning of the podcast, I would just like to mention that we do have our one sponsor would be our Patreon down in the description if you are interested in either helping us make more content or, like Abigail said in the last podcast, now is the best month to be a patron because we are uploading so many more videos than we typically do. And so... Uh, and technically, pa- you can watch them without being a patron. Oh, of course, yeah. It does but, help us make even better stuff, and and we have special things it possible for us to do more things like this in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we definitely want to go towards making more content on a weekly basis, and then having people on Patreon Patreon really help us to make that goal even more of a priority. And mm-hmm. on Patreon, we have things like patron-only live streams. We have, like, a blog over there that we run and just upload, up, uh, post things to that, like, only patrons have access to. And a bunch of things over there, so that will be in the description if you want to read about that. And today, we are going to be talking about German, our yes. story. So, podcast number 12 was about Esperanto and our, uh, just our time studying that and sort of like why we learned it, how we learned it, just things about the language and Mm -hmm. us with the language in general. So today we are going to be doing the same thing with German because it's another language that we have both studied. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, uh, yeah, I'd say it's probably the one that we've both studied for the longest. Like it's not our longest each, but for both of us to have studied other than Esperanto, it's the longest one we've had in common, I guess. Yeah, um, that makes sense. That might make no sense, but that's I, what I, I get what you mean. Um, and it's also, yeah, it's a, a good next one to go with. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally get you. Um, um, so I guess, where do you want to start with this? Should we start with why we started with German? How? Yeah, so I guess let's just first talk about, like, uh, how we got into it. So, like, when and why and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, and you started learning German first, so I'd say that you can start us off. I wish that was a valid reason, but my reasoning for beginning German is very childish. And I'm ashamed of the story. And it is because uh, I was going in between fifth grade to sixth grade. So elementary school in my state to middle school. And going into middle school, you get uh, the high schoolers come to the elementary school and they do little presentations in all of the languages. And 
could try to convince you to join their language, and I was most enraptured by the German presentation, which gave you a story of, like, the mouses in the house, and just, like, gave us some words, and I really enjoyed it more than the other two, which were French and Spanish. And then it was the only language I technically had any contact with up to that point, and the reason I had contact with it was due to video games, and the video game at the time was Call of Duty World at War, so my reasoning for choosing German was not a necessarily a good reason, but look where I am now. <laughs> That's all I really have to say about that. All right. Yeah, so I learned German in, I guess it was probably 2015, 2016, 20, 2015, I think. 2015 was where you started, really? I believe so. Um, Interesting. Well, yeah, crazy. that makes Wait, sense. We're that going was... on three years. I've taken so many pauses, though. Wow. Yeah, no, I um, was thinking about that earlier with, like, the pauses I've taken in learning, and it's like, oh, wow. I Does, like, saying six or seven years really mean anything? Yeah, that's the thing, is I've... I technically began to study it then, but if you were to add up all of the time that I've spent studying, it probably equates to, like, a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I started studying in, I guess... I want to say no it wouldn't have been the spring so i guess the like fall of 2015 mm-hmm. it was after the polyglot conference i believe yes so yeah. and the polyglot yeah. conference was the last weekend in october or it was in october i believe you so know, it was sometime we've never around, spoken like, about that our experience at the polyglot conference we have a little bit no yeah, that'd be cool there's never been a set video about it but You're right we've spoken okay. about it throughout videos but um it was 2015 probably like November or December, I guess. It might have even been in the spring of 2016 when I started learning. But regardless, it was some point in that region when I started learning it. And basically, I started learning it because I wanted to be able to have a language that I could speak with Matt, honestly. Um, Because I was in Germany that year. Early on in our sort of more serious studies, I've studied languages on my own as like a kid and stuff but um then we'd learned esperanto together and we were starting to get more into the idea of like being a polyglot and like wow there are people that have learned a ton of languages because that's something that you're not really exposed to in the united states yeah that idea is Um, very foreign here it's very like even like i had just kind of viewed it like i can learn a language but like the idea of studying more than one foreign language was kind of like just not a thing really also schools Um, here really only push one language it's like you choose one the people that take mm -hmm. multiple language classes are crazy or they're already bilingual in one of those yeah so i i had started to get into like the idea of being able to speak multiple languages and so Mm. i was like i want to learn german and be able to speak it and practice it with matt so i started to study it and that was really my only reason for it to be completely honest and looking back i kind of wish that i had more of a reason to learn german than just to be able to speak it with matt i feel like i don't have as much of a connection to german as i do to other languages Mm -hmm. um and i really do enjoy studying it and i've been trying to get it to a much higher level but at the same time i don't care about it the way i care about other languages i think a lot of my caring for it at this point is the fact that it was one of the first languages i started to study on my own yeah um and even still like my ability to talk with you in german and 
just that then we can travel to Germany and that sort of thing. I don't think mm -hmm. I have the same kind of connection I have to it that I have with languages I've sought, like sought out for other reasons. Um, so that was kind of my only reasoning. Um, but I did it then as an independent study at school. Yeah. Um, which meant really that I just kind of got credit for studying it on my own, mm. uh, to be completely Yeah, that was interesting. Um, like, I, the, we don't have German at my school, so it wasn't something where I was able to really meet with anyone, but we do have... I just spilled so much have... water on me. <laughs> my town's oh, wow. middle school. My French teacher in middle school was technically from, like, the border of France and Germany, and she actually spoke German at home with her family. Um, like her main language was actually German. So she was able to help me with a few things. Like I learned a poem for a poetry contest and that sort of thing. But my German was completely on my own. It wasn't something I did through school, even though I did kind of get credit for it and sort of had that to push me in a certain direction. Um, and I learned it using, I guess, mainly like Duolingo, the teach yourself books, um, and yeah. I guess just like talking with Matt in immersion and that's how I got my German to be what it is. Do I haven't think... posted a German video in a while, but if you want to see my level as of whenever as of when the last time I did a it, video, yeah. um, we do have videos of me progressing in my German so you can watch that. But I haven't, I never really made an updated one after a certain point. Um, do you think we could recite so... your poem together if we tried right now? No. It was Im Nabel by Hermann Hesse. Yeah. I we feel did like it not too long ago. Th there's probably like a copyright rule against us <laughs> reading the poem out. You think so? Um, yeah, so that's how I, I learned and why I learned and when I learned, I guess. Then Very I like nice. took a little bit of a break, came back to it before we went to Germany this summer. Um, now I'm kind of on a little bit of a break again. <laughs> and I would say... The, I started learning German through school, so my learning is much different from yours, whereas yours mm -hmm. is a little more self-directed. Um, mm -hmm. Mine was very drawn out over a long time, and the same thing was taught to me over and over again. So like, there are some very simple things in German I will never forget, but then the more complex things, because I was in a class of people that didn't get it as much as some others, um, like I just cannot or have not yet, have yet to master like certain more advanced topics mm -hmm. I guess I would say but um I've always taken the toughest German class that I could at the time and um I think German really for me for a long time wasn't anything more than another class mm -hmm. and because really it all changed when I started viewing language as truly like an art and like something really beautiful and to be valued which I think really changed when I went to Germany for the first time in 2015 and because I was really still a kid I was going through a tough time and Germany really just opened up my eyes to the beauty of the world and like I'd say even before that then though really? like we were watching old videos of Matt the other day oh yeah you're right and you had that one video was from I think early 2014 2013. oh tw yeah I, I mean it might have been like January 2014 so but like that sort of era and you were saying that like German was your favorite class in school and like talking about languages and stuff and you had some interesting views on languages and oh language my God. learning. Yeah. We were both laughing at it. But um Yeah, I mean so I think you'd already kind of connected with the class at least slightly more. Yeah. And by that point. I, I agree. I always cared about the class, but really how much did I care about German and how much did I care about the grade and my performance? 
is the thing mm. where like now I separate those two things and I'm like, well, I don't get a grade for doing German anymore, but I do it a lot because I enjoy yeah. it. And like, it's genuinely like a joy in my life. Um, so yeah, there was a change there in my view towards German. I would say when I went to Germany, it became a totally different thing. And really my focus in how I viewed language really changed after that trip. And also just my German was really not too great before I went to Germany. Um, mm -hmm. I, I was always viewed as one of the, like, among, like, the top three students in my class. And, like, you know, the kids you would ask for the answers from. And uh, so I would always, like, stay in my little corner of really, like, people I could speak to in German in my class. Um, but when I went to Germany, my German just, like, quadrupled in performance. And I was still, like, I don't, how old was I? Like, 15? Yeah. Yeah. 16. 16, 15. Um, 16. You would have been 16. Alright, we'll say 16. I feel like I was so young when I went to Germany, but I think uh, going there, like, aged me a lot. And, mm -hmm. like, I really grew up when I went there. Um, and a lot of it was my connection to the language matured as well, and just... Then I went back again, and my German was even better, and I was able to, you know, not speak English at all with my host family. Um, which was a big achievement for me, because when I first sat down at my host family's table, I didn't say a word for, like, three days. And I would just want to lock myself in my room and not speak because I was the shyest, most... I, I am a very shy and introverted person, and I was even worse back then. Um, so it was a big hump I had to get over. And so, yeah, I, I don't remember what the year was, but the first time I ever spoke to actual German speakers, I think, was when I was in middle school. Um, and my grandfather was in the hospital, and his roommates were was a man and his wife from Germany who were visiting their daughter, like around where my grandparents lived. And we were going up to visit them and I got to speak with uh, his roommate and his wife in German. And it was like nothing more than like very simple phrases, but I got to speak with these two people and they were both so lovely to speak to. And just like, it really like motivated me a lot to go forward speaking with these really nice old people. <laughs> who just, like, were so happy to see a kid learning German in, like, a country not their own, you know? And so mm -hmm. that really pushed me going forward, and, like, my grandfather always had... He he is German by heritage, but he's not, um... He's lived in America all his life, and he's, like, traveled to Germany and stuff. And, mm -hmm. like, he's always just been, like, very proud of me for learning German, and I'd always tell him about my trips and stuff, and so that's always been a big... Uh, I don't know about motivation for me, but it's always been there as, like, a... Oh, that's why I'm doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. But, like, I've had other reasons develop as I do it. Mm hmm Yeah. Cool. So, um... No, then... oh, yeah, you can go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, just the... What you like about the language, I guess, would be the next thing to talk about. I uh, a lot of things. I love German. Wow. German, for me, is very, um... <laughs> oh, dude, I don't know. It's it's become, like, a, ling a language that feels like home for me. Hearing it spoken is like, whoa, that's, like, around where I am, or, like, in New York City or wherever I am, like, I'm, like, my, like, ears go up like a dog, and I dart my head to where I hear it, and I get really happy. Like, I remember after going to Germany, I was on a train in New York um, going home, I think, and I heard a woman on the phone speaking in German, and I, like, had such nostalgia for being, like, on the trains in Germany, and just, like really a feeling of homesickness in my own com in my own country which was a feeling i never thought i'd have mm. it was like 
I think there's a word in German for that. I don't know what it is, though. But yeah, uh, German feels like home for me. It's uh, very structured. I've never viewed it as harsh. I know there's so many stereotypes about German. I think it's gorgeous. I absolutely love it. Um, I like that um, the sounds are very uh, systematic, so that uh, there are no, it's not like English where like a vowel combination can have two different sounds. Vowels always sound the same, so it's very um, it's a very logical language in my mind. But uh, I don't think I mean that in terms of grammar. I mean it more in terms of sounds. I'd say grammar I still even have trouble with nowadays. I'm by no means a master of grammar, you know? Hmm. And, like, grammar is one of the things I find, like, oh, when I sit down to do, like, study German, I'm studying German grammar and, like, trying to handle more tough concepts because these are the things I wasn't taught in school, you know? Hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So what would you say, then, do you find to be, like, the easiest and the hardest parts of the language? Oh, man. I, obviously, this is for an English learner, so I guess this is, like, our Yeah, and also, sense. it's for an English learner, but it's also, for me, like, what I struggle with the most. Yeah. And I'd say, for me, it's um, declining nouns and declining adjectives, which is, like, conjugating, Being the essentially. Hardest. I'd say that's very difficult. I'd say, no mm-hmm. matter the fact that I've had, like, six or seven years now with German mm-hmm. in my life, still I am struggling to decline adjectives, especially, but also nouns. I'd say, um, I'd say... I'd say that adjectives are the toughest thing for me, but then nouns are tough when you're doing, like, um, dieser and, like, keine, like, things like this, like, just sometimes I forget, like, I forget patterns in a certain sense, Mm -hmm. because a lot of German is patterns and pattern recognition, and um, I just think a lot of the patterns were not entirely settled in my mind, and then I didn't use German for a long time, like, in college. And so, and even in my last year of high school, I wasn't able to, like, actually study German because nothing was being taught in my class. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, what what are, like, the easiest parts for you? The easiest, I would say, is, um, man, I don't know. I think pronunciation's pretty straightforward. Um, I also think that, um, coming from English, the grammar in the beginning is very simple, you know? Mm-hmm. There are really only some things that we don't have in English, like we don't have uh, verbs, we don't have things that send the verbs to the end in English. And that's one thing mm-hmm. that's like really hard for the English brain to get over. Um, time, manner, place, and just the sentence structure. It's, I would say, kind of difficult, but mm-hmm. not impossible for an English learner. Like these are all just different codes in which we speak, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Languages like French and Spanish, I think, I mean, adjectives go on different sides of the noun sometimes, but like, and in German that doesn't really happen. I don't think it happens at all. Um, But, like, even getting your head around where the adjective goes in, like, a romance language is a hurdle for the English brain. But, like, in German, a lot of it looks very similar to how it does in English. Like, if you have the two sentences side by side. You know what I mean? But what about for you? What are the easiest and toughest things? Yeah, it's interesting because if you watch some of our older podcasts, when I hadn't studied as many languages, German was always like what I thought was like the hardest language for me. Yeah, but now um, you've done Bulgarian. Well, I did that, and even just I realized that German's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, grammar-wise. I think a lot of that was me still learning sort of how to teach myself a language. Mm. Um, 
because prior to learning German, the only experiences I had were French, which I had in school. So I was at least guided somewhere. Like even yeah. what I had to kind of study more so on my own, I could go off of what I'd been taught in school or like the worksheet I was given or like, like I had, I was being pushed in certain directions with it. And then Esperanto is just like freakishly easy. So it was then the first thing that I was studying on my own that I like actually had to study a little bit more I guess mm -hmm. um and then so like I at this point I find it to be a very simple language for coming from English um yeah and I'd say there was at some point I saw this thing that was talking about how Spanish and French are easier when you start out and get progressively harder but German, German is hard at the beginning and pretty gets hard in the beginning and just gets progressively easier um, yeah, and, and I definitely agree with that. And so, yeah, I, I honestly, looking back, I feel like German is easier to learn than French, which I think a lot of people initially would agree because English is usually classified as a Germanic language. Um, but we borrowed a lot of words from romance. But the thing is, is then I always see these things that are like, how many hours it takes to learn a language? And German always supposedly takes more hours than French by like a lot, and Which I'm always I don't like, understand. Does it though? Um, yeah. Like I honestly feel like it is easier than the Romance languages. Perhaps maybe not because we're exposed to so much Spanish in America, but I guess maybe other than that, I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like it's a pretty easy language. Uh, so I guess like my hardest bits would be like just getting used to things at first but even looking back i feel like nothing really took me that long to get used to even with like moving how did you to the end and stuff um yeah how did you um i think cases might have been an issue yeah i was i beginning. was actually just thinking that like cases if concepts like conjunctive zwei, like that throws a lot of people off because like it's technically just subjunctive sometimes yeah so i guess i'd say i mean that's not a, a case but like um i guess i'd say like with cases maybe being the hardest but i honestly don't know um at this point no, i i honestly don't know why my what my reasoning really was for it being the hardest because like if i think even back to what i think would be the hardest like moving verbs to the end in certain scenarios and things like i feel like i grasped it pretty quickly relatively yeah. and sometimes like, without that takes people ages too to much trouble so like i don't know what my real issue was um so i'd say maybe cases i think of the hardest things cases are hardest but they're not even that hard i think like you said like uh getting just when i'm switching the case then to get the like whatever i want to agree with the case to agree with the case yeah um like that's right a now... little bit difficult but mm -hmm. overall, I think that's even something that with a lot of repetition and, uh, like, I think that's something that I just need to do more exercises in, like, an actual text, like, grammar workbook for would help me. Just mm -hmm. because it is just that, like, drilling myself uh, is kind of what I need in that scenario because I get why and when to use the things. It's just the remembering to, like, switch things. Um, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now because I feel like cases and stuff I'm just kind of blanking on. Mm-hmm. I guess the other hardest thing for me would be... How do you find the three genders? Not too bad, actually. Um, okay. I know some people get than... terrified. <laughs> I got masculine and neuter mixed up for the longest time. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't realize which, like, uh, 
Which like words for the went with article? Uh, yeah, which article? Wow. <laughs> uh, which articles went for which one? And I had them mixed up for the longest time. Mm -hmm. um, but the genders, I think, gave me a little bit of trouble. But it's just one of those things that I needed to like really learn why yeah. things are each gender. And like um, there like, were tips the and like and tricks, the, yeah. The like categories and things. And then I guess the easiest for me would actually surprisingly be like conjugations like, like tenses verb conjugation or tenses yeah, yeah like, like tenses and conjugations and all that um which is surprising because that was always the hardest bit for me in french and i think that's part of why german gets progressively easier while french gets progressively harder is because uh, yeah, the tenses get more the complex romance in languages french. just get insane with their i've heard spanish is the same i'm not to that level in spanish or italian yet but i've heard that it's much the same where they just get like out of control by the end yeah um and there's like tenses and moods and that sort of thing in french whereas like german everything seems to be a bit more straightforward with tenses and so it makes just a bit it, it just seems a bit simpler oh. and also like just even with conjugations like three like pronouns use the same like conjugation basically in german so mm -hmm. it's like a much simpler way to look at all these things so now how do you feel about separable verbs separable pe prefixes mm. those are difficult and yeah actually what i was going to say before the other thing that i think was hardest for me at first was uh just the length of words in the sense that with yeah, German, you can you just, like, can't see the boundaries put sometimes a ton between of words sounds. to build, like, a really big word. And sometimes I would be, like, whoa. And then you've got to, like, very Arbeit slowly go through with, like, what, what are all the parts of this word? And then what is that entirely? But just, like, remembering things. Like, in my textbook, there would be, like, a new word. And it would be, like, one that's, like, built up of a lot of little words. And it's just a lot to remember at first. So I think that kind of got me a little bit. But... Yeah, a big thing for German learners is, see, like, we see two ver two vowels next to each other, and we always, like, our, our English mind, like, combines those two into one sound. But the thing is, in German, vowels don't work like that, necessarily. Like, if you have an A umlaut and a U, that's going to make an oi sound, or an EU, that's oi as well. But um, when you have, like, AO, that doesn't make a sound in German, so it's AO, or things mm -hmm. like this, essentially. That's just an example. Um, and the English brain, I think, has a hard time getting over that. And like, but those are good tips to see like uh, boundaries between words within a compound word. And also, mm -hmm. did did you know that when you make a compound word, uh, the gender of that word is based on the last word in the compound? Yeah. I. Yeah, and it's actually the opposite in French. Is so it really? Just... <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah. That's good to know. I didn't know that. Um. So that was a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be tough man um yeah anything what were like um how did you go about studying did you take a lot of italki lessons or was it just talking to me i've never taken an italki lesson for german actually really? i all of my like speaking practice has been with you that's a bad idea you need multiple teachers i'm not the best um <laughs> No, I'm, I, like, literally always warn my students. I'm, like, I'm also a student learning German. I'm, like, I'm just here to help as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I never actually took an Italki lesson in German. Um, wow, that's crazy. I've taken Italki lessons in German. And, like, no, I find yeah, them actually to be really helpful. Yeah, everything's been on my own, and then, uh, 
speaking with you, speaking with, I mean, I've used like a hello talk and that sort of thing and even done like voice chats on that, but like, I've never done like an actual set speaking thing or like lesson. Mm -hmm. Like I've also like spoken to myself and stuff, but the only like conversations I've had that have been more set aside for like, let's converse and like have me learn some more German have been with you. Wow. Okay. And uh, do you want to talk a bit about your experience with living in Germany for a bit? Yeah, I guess we, we can both do that, too. Um, okay, because we've both like, had I don't, very different experiences. You talked already a little bit about your first time in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else to add about the first time you went to Germany. No, I guess just um, my experience with German and my connection to the language came about based on my connection with the people. And mm-hmm. really, if I hadn't had the experience with the language, I wouldn't have made the friendships that I did. And, like, I have such vivid memories of me using such simple words um, and people getting so impressed by the fact that I knew him. And, like, it would just become jokes between us. Like, oh, that time when I said this. And, uh, like, one memory is, like, I just came out from, like, a birthday party on my first night there. It was for somebody else. And I was, was, like, literally nowhere that I knew. I was just, like, totally trusting my host partner to, like, get me home safe. And we were all out just, like walking along a really dark road and they were talking about some movie and like what character they think this movie's from and they're like i don't they all i couldn't figure it out and i don't remember what movie they were talking about it was like some horror movie character um Mm -hmm. and i just said to them they were like what do you think about like this and i was just like oh i'm like i i doubt that i don't think he's from that movie and they like literally all like flipped out that i knew ich bezweifle das they were like that is a difficult word they were like where did you learn that and i was like oh we learned it this like week before we came here and they were like what and like (laughs) it also just i got a lot of praise on my trip because i was very advanced in german as opposed to a lot of the other people in my class and so i was like almost an ambassador for the school essentially Mm -hmm. um and which was nice for me, but also I'm very shy and things like this, so I don't like a lot of the attention. I stick with like my few people that I get very close to, so like I'll stick next to my host partner and won't want to leave him alone because I'm like oh, you're my anchor, you're my safety net, you know. Um, and then like I totally will just like blank. Like I once we once had a teacher start teaching in English their class because we were visiting, and I had to like we were all all the exchange people were like they shouldn't have to change the lesson for us. And we all wanted to say something, and they were like, oh, Matt, you say it. And so I raised my hand, and, like, Germans raised their hand by just doing, like, a finger up in the air. Um, and so then I came back to America doing this, and uh, I was like, Sie können natürlich auf Deutsch reden. Das ist, warum wir hier sind. And I was like, you know, it's it was very nice of them to want to speak English for us, but, like, no, we're you here to... to translate for the non-German speakers. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm like, okay. it's very nice of you to speak German, to speak English, <laughs> but, like, we're here to learn German so you can speak in German. Um, and they were like, oh, okay, thank you very much. And then they were, like, asking us to participate, and I was like, we don't understand. Um, and I did spend an entire class in a biology or chemistry classroom just with my friend looking at the worksheet and trying to translate it together. And so we learned words like... And, like, it was really difficult for us to read, but we learned words like carbon dioxide and oxygen, which I think is just oxygen. Yeah, I was going to no. say, isn't it? <laughs> What's Wasserstoff? Wasserstoffe. Is that height? HO2? Honestly, I'm... I don't know. HO2. Something... H2O? H2O? Oh, my. Listen. Um, yeah, and then you went to Germany again. 
senior year. My yeah, junior fall year. Fall of your senior year. Fall of my senior year? Really? Junior year. No, it was your senior year. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Because oh you had God. college applications to do. Wow, that's why I've, like, blanked out all of this. It must have been so stressful. Um. um <laughs> yeah, I you did. You didn't have a blast fall of your senior no, year. No, I did not. That was not as fun of a trip, but I still got lots of German in, and it was really great for me. But, um... Things I would say I have natural weaknesses for in German are things like cases, differences between the cases, and just really using them, like recognizing them and reading is better than me using them. Mm -hmm. um, but like things I work on nowadays when I'm practicing German is like, oh, you should really be differentiating between these cases more. And like, you're, you should be able to, you've been learning German for so long, you should know this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, things like that. Um, even articles for lots of nouns, I'd say, I don't know inherently, and I find myself doubting what I think a noun is, you know? Mm -hmm. So I find that, like, having a dictionary on me a lot of the time is really helpful because I just doubt myself. Mm -hmm. And so double-checking things if I'm being very formal is good because I don't want to seem like an mm -hmm. idiot. But also, people don't really mind if you get the noun wrong, if you sound confident, mm -hmm. you know? At least that's been and my then... experience. And then they correct you, which is fine. And then both of those trips were two weeks long. Yes, not very long. And then, then we went back. And then the summer after your senior year, um, this past summer, we went to Germany together after yep. a week in France. We went to the same place that you'd stayed for those other two weeks, but we stayed there for like Only four like or five, three, four three, days, four. I think. Four, yeah. And then we went to Berlin for three days. Um, Which I wish and... we stayed in Berlin longer because that was fun. Yeah, I... We did I not have a good an, time up at their house. I had an interesting time overall, and I, I want to go back to Germany for the sake of I feel like I didn't get the best first impression of Germany almost. Yeah. It, it currently isn't somewhere that I'm really dying to go back to visit. Um, and I think that's also one of those things where now that I had gone into studying German for like more of a reason than you, because I feel like then after also not feeling that connected to the country when I traveled there, it's just kind of been this thing where I'm like, uh, I, I feel like yeah. I, I would like to have more of a connection to all of these things and I feel like I, and I, I do currently. I think you, um, you need to make that connection yourself, you know? Oh, I know. I just don't think I've found that connection. Okay, and thing. that's fair enough. Um, And so it's one of those things where I don't know if I necessarily even we have that connection go with see German. live in mm. Germany. I think that yeah, that's would what make I do our like connection. About German a lot is the the music is more so music that I would want to listen to. Like they've got a, a bigger music. rock scene than other countries do. Um, the downside comes that they don't have as big of like a television and cinema industry as some other countries do and so it's a bit harder for me to find and what they do have isn't very viewable viewable if that's the word um yeah outside of germany because of their strict well copyright the thing laws. is they just don't have really like an industry like a international industry the way some the way other like countries does. do yeah. yeah like france is like big on their industry and like it's one of those things where it's just not germany's focus at the moment like there's a reason why they'll give Americans free education if they're studying engineering, but, like, that's not something they're, like, trying to push for Americans to come study film there. Like, it's just not their focus at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, oh, but I, I just really I feel wanna... like I don't have as much of a connection 
with a German or Germany, but I did like Berlin a bit more. Basically, our thing was is we went to the town that Matt had stayed in and stayed with his I also think, second host yeah. family. I also think, but it's a very small town. Um, mm-hmm. There really isn't much going on there. No. Um, and it was cute to be there for like a few days. Like it's nice to go to the countryside of like a country and get to like experience what everyday life is like. But I think the difference came with when you stayed with them both times, you were going to school every day. And I like, I tried even to you hadn't really known had. what it was like. Yeah, yeah, I think you tried to go for it. You were like, I loved being here. So, so we had like, fun stayed with, with me them. at this place. And it was like... But it just ended up being us sitting at their house all of the time. And like, yeah. we visited like four Listen, or five towns really surrounding cute. them. Like we went to you Hamburg, the guinea we pigs. went to... Oh yeah, I loved pigs. the guinea pigs they had. But oh, we went to like Hamburg and like other towns that are nearby. Limburg. But even then, it was like we were there for like half a day, and then we spent the rest of the day just kind of like sitting at their house. Um, and it just—I think it was one of those towns that was much better to be in if you had an exchange more to do. Um, because yeah. it was also like it was summer, so like everyone was like like Matt's host brother was like working a summer job, so he wasn't even home. Like we were just yeah. kind of like there um so it wasn't like we were like going to school and like hanging out with people and like that sort of thing as much Mm -hmm. um and then the other difficulty for me was that they speak a very dialectal german it was not the german that i had studied at all and i was like definitely not prepared for that yeah Um, they they speak uh, they're very close to hamburg and then it's in an area of niedersachsen where they speak niedersachsen but they claim to not really speak a dialect because it's kind of a thing of Hochdeutsch with Platz and Niedersächsisch and Hamburgish. And so it's like just it's Hochdeutsch, but with weird spin on it. And mm-hmm. like it's so there very was mumbly. just a lot of things that I couldn't understand or like things that like I yeah, just in general, I couldn't understand, even though like I could have understood them if they were given to me in a more just, Whereas like, in Berlin standard version. And then, like, I I actually, when we were there the whole time, I was like, man, I don't know German as well as I thought. Like, I really don't know German at all. I can't understand anything, really. And, like, no one can understand me. And, like, this just sucks. And then we got to Berlin, and we stayed in an Airbnb, but, like, with people. Like, we had a room in someone's apartment. And, like, the the couple that owned the apartment and like their friends and stuff would like have conversations with me and I could understand everything they said and they could understand everything I said. And I was like, ah, okay. I do know something. So it did end up being a dialectal problem. And I think that was just something that I, because I didn't know that Matt had neglected to let me know that I I wouldn't be able to understand. I didn't know, which is crazy. Yeah, I think a lot of it is because since you went there with an exchange, your school has always been, like, the sister school of that one. So, like, they kind of, without you knowing, you probably learned a little bit of, like, yeah. that region's quirks and dialect just, like, mm-hmm. within your own classroom setting. Whereas I just learned German and learned Berlin German without Realizing meaning it. to not be able to understand the German where we were going and... Mm-hmm. It just had that, but I mean, obviously, like, that doesn't, like, ruin the language of the country for me. It was more so, I think, the fact that we spent so much of our time in Germany in a very small town where we didn't do as much. Yeah, it was Um, very just uh, uneventful, I think, when we were there, you know? We went mm -hmm. on a downtime. I think had we either been there 
at a time when we could have gone to a school. Like if I had been in a small town as a student or if oh, yeah. we were in a bigger city where we could have done more things. I think mm. that the problem came with we were basically living life the way we live life in America yeah, over summer break, not really around, doing much. You know? Um so I, I feel like I got the wrong first impression of Germany. Now everyone in the comments is gonna be like, come back to Germany. I'll show you a good time. <laughs> um but yeah. So I mean I'm still learning German now. I've I've been on hold with it, but I've been recently more so wanting to improve it and get it passed because I'm we never told our language levels for German but oh well I guess I'm like I don't know in the I B am. range I'm like somewhere in the intermediate range but I'd really like to get to an advanced level I'd say um, I'm upper B lower C to understand more mm -hmm. so yeah right you now, really yeah because of how out of practice I feel like I am I don't think I'm as mm -hmm. high as I was I think I've lost a lot of my ability I think the best my German has ever been was between 10th and 12th grade and i think after yeah. 10th and 11th maybe because mm -hmm. it was really in use and getting better and i was having instruction and doing it outside of class and like with college and senior year and just all my focus um unintentionally being put away from german by mm -hmm. like just german class isn't pushing me like nothing is making me need to use german right now and um it's frustrating because of how much I enjoy it and where I perceive myself to be is not where I think I am actually. So like I, I find myself right now going back and studying a lot of basic stuff because it's just fallen out of my head. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like date of case right now, I'm like totally relearning because like I, it, it totally like, I know this when I use German, but thinking about the language, I'm like, I couldn't tell you right now that there are verbs that require you to use dative. Like, that's a fact I forgot, even though I might use it. I could say, like, oh, das fehlt mir. Like, I know that, but, like, even though I have that knowledge there, the fact that there are some verbs that use dative case, I, like, forget. And mm -hmm. so things like this that I, like, used to know very well are just falling out of my head as I don't use it. And mm -hmm. so I, I'm just going in and dusting off cobwebs, essentially, and, like, it's proving to be helpful so far. Um, and I really just want to be able to recall it much quicker and, like, have it on my tool belt essentially because it's I always say it's my like number one language but I don't think it's been getting the attention it needs hmm that's, yeah, where that's I am. interesting I had a comment the other day that was like we, we had a comment that was like Matt don't be don't feel bad that you didn't really understand die Verwandlung like I'm German and it's really difficult <laughs> and like, I mean that's I didn't what I said too I think that's known to be not a not a simple book <laughs> I know, I think it was just, just a goal I had for a long time to be able to read it, and like it was very unattainable, so now I'm going and I'm reading. Still also debatable whether this is a good thing to be reading right now, but it's much shorter, Sonnets to Orpheus, and uh, it's because it's a, by a poet I really enjoy, and he wrote it like very quickly, and mm -hmm. I like it because there's lots of contractions and interesting use of language in it, and it's also very good. But also, again, I think we were talking about this in our last podcast, it's um, a bilingual book, so I'm having to cover up the English so my eyes don't go to the English because I, like, mm -hmm. do that un unconsciously, you know? And so it's very much testing my knowledge of grammar because I'm like, who's the subject and who's the object? Like, things like this because of how case is being used in this sentence. I'm finding that I actually am so out of practice that I'm switching up what is what. Mm -hmm. So it's it's good to catch myself in these things because, like, you know, I'm not perfect. I need work on it, mm -hmm. you know? 
Sounds so good. So I guess just from here, like, where are you hoping to go with your German in the future, I guess? Man, I really want to live in Germany for a little while. Hmm. You know, I'd like to... Like, whether... I don't know if I mean for work or just, like, leisure, but I really want to go over there, visit for a while, go to some cities I haven't been to before, really explore the country more. Really just, like, yeah. the German-speaking world. I haven't gone to countries outside of Germany. I've never been to Austria or Switzerland. You also, even in Germany, you've visited... Only been I to think the it's same important places. to note that you've visited... You've done the same thing every time you've gone to Germany, even after you were out of school. Like, much yeah. like we were saying, um, I probably didn't have as great of an experience because you kind of tried to, re like recreate your own experience for and i me. think next time um, we go we should really just choose new places for both of us so we can both experience like we experience paris mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like i'd really like to go i want to go to just like all the other cities like um where am i thinking like frankfurt mm -hmm. i've never i've like been to the airport but that's because i had an exchange there you know or like a change mm -hmm. in f flight uh leipzig uh everywhere Köln. i really want to go I want to go around Bayern and see how crazy German is down there. And so you want to live in Germany? Does that do you mean just in terms of like stay there for like a prolonged period of time, or do you would you actually like to like have a job there and like live there fully? Yeah, I don't really know what I mean by that. Like, I mm -hmm. just really want to experience life there for a little while. Mm -hmm. I think it would be good for me. Mm -hmm. You know, and especially my language use, but, like, even if I was just, like, oh, I'm working on a project right now, I'd like to be doing this well in Germany, like, that could yeah, be Yeah, just thing. even, like, staying there um, for, like, a month. Yeah. I find it interesting. I've seen a lot of people, like, say, like, I want to live here for a month, and I think I never considered that living somewhere. Um, yeah. But there's just a lot of, like, YouTubers I found recently, too, that are like, I want to live in a foreign country for at least like a month or two and it, it, really it just that was never something that i considered as like living that was more like a very long trip yeah um no but i'd like to do that i'd be like but i'm going and living in czech republic for a month you know mm -hmm. like that's no so i guess it just depends on what you consider living just because even still i tend to think of like living in a country as like being there for like probably like six months or longer yeah i feel but, like six months is like you're living there but like what, but like four a lot months, of people you know? consider it less so i was wondering for you like when you say live in a country do you mean like spend like a month or a few months there or do you mean like actually stay there for like a long time you know i don't think i have an answer for that because i really don't know where i'm gonna be in the future and i see myself as traveling a lot yeah so because of how much german really feels like home mm -hmm. i could totally see myself there in the future for prolonged period play of time. devil's advocate again um because it's not a podcast unless i do that do you think that part of why germany feels so much like home to you is because just of the time yes that you spent there that first trip to mm -hmm. where it was like it just yeah. happened to n maybe french, not even be french germany felt like that, home. Um, french felt like home once we were in paris for like a week and i didn't want to leave oh well i was gonna say do you think that you have such a strong connection with the country of germany because you um like it just because of the timing of when the first time you went you like had this like big moment of like growing up and stuff and that probably just came from you getting to go out of the country and leave your family for the first time and just like where you were at that's in really life. interesting like do you think that part of like that you could have had that connection to a country Oh, yeah. No, regardless of the country, just and it's just because of, like, the time you were at in your life. I think it's because of how much responsibility uh, a, a control over language gives you. Mm -hmm. 
And so I found myself having to like communicate with people for my friends, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like I have the, I'm carrying the sake of these people on my shoulders right now and through this exchange. And it's like, really, I'm just buying them ice cream, but things like this, you know. So so your ego is why you love the country? <laughs> Honestly, it gave me a big ego boost, mm-hmm. you know, it's really weird, but it did. Um mm-hmm. I was a much more confident person over there, and I think I always am. I'm just very happy over there, mm-hmm. and I, it's probably associated with those memories that are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very possible that it's just because it was that, like, if I had been learning French in school and then went to France or Canada and had an experience like that, like... Mm-hmm. But I wonder if even regardless of the language, like, I'm, like, because I know that there definitely is an ability to, like, feel like home in a certain language, and we're like a language channel but i just like i guess like swerving slightly off topic but i wonder if even if it had just been like you went to like i don't know why else you'd be going as a kid so i guess like if you went to camp or something in another country like if that would feel more like home to you just because it was like your first real experience of like doing something for that length of time I feel with, like, like that degree of responsibility without your family like maybe that was your first moment to like let feel grown up and like Mm -hmm. um like feel like you had all that responsibility and like your family like wasn't in charge of everything you were doing so you had like a little bit more freedom i think i completely agree i think that's very possible and like if it was Mm -hmm. somewhere else it would have been that place but it's just that's the way my life went you know well yeah i was yeah (laughs) yeah no thank you um yeah and then i guess my plans for german i would like to get it to the advanced level like i said um i don't know if i'd ever necessarily want it at like a c2 level just like i said like i feel like i don't have as much of a connection to it um and i wonder if i didn't have my personal connection in terms of like wanting to learn it for you and like wanting to further it to like go back to germany and stuff like i i wonder if i'd even continue with it or if i'd let german be a language i only know to a pretty basic level um like I, I think about that sometimes and it, it doesn't really matter because like my life worked out the way it did much like what you just said but um yeah like I, I don't know if I'd really learned German to the degree I learned German otherwise but so I don't know if I necessarily want to get it to like the highest level I can but I think I'd like to at least have a comfortable advanced level so that way I can um kind of do yeah. whatever I want like reading wise and like traveling wise and not feel like I can't convey what I want to convey um and I mean now at least I've learned from Germany that I there are dialects (laughs) that I need to learn um or not learn but need to be aware of um but also I mean our time there did help me in the sense that when I thought that that was just my German level I was not bummed out like I was a little bit like bummed out by it but I actually um spent kind of that whole week trying to like get as much out of it as I possibly could because I was like I thought I was so much further in my German so I literally I bought a book I bought Percy Jackson in German and every night I'd read it aloud to Matt and translate and I'd learn all the new words wrote them down worked on my accent I tried to like I had a dictionary app I tried to like learn everything and listen to everything and speak as much as I could and so it did push my German a lot, so I'm still grateful that we had that experience in Germany. I just wish that I had done it with someone that was speaking more so the dialect. Because I think the other problem for me isn't so much that, like, 
there are dialects in Germany. It's that I like the dialect that I've learned, um, which I guess is just really stately. It's dialect, but um, like I like that, and I don't really have so much of an interest in learning a specific dialect when it comes to German. Yeah. Um, so like that's not something I see myself progressing in, and probably why I don't want to spend too much more time in the Hamburg area. I mean, sure, I'd love to go back. At yeah, some point, I think it was honestly city. just the people we were with, because I've stayed with other people in that town who speak proper Hochdeutsch and, like, mm-hmm. ha- didn't have a problem with them when I was a beginner. And then, like, y- you saw me at the dinner table there. Like, I have trouble understanding them sometimes and will yeah. just laugh when I'm supposed to laugh. But, like, yeah. they are, the, the like, they're hard to understand sometimes and that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's just I don't have so much an interest in that. Like, I liked the, the sounds and the the word choice, I guess, of the dialect that I learned. So it's, like, not something I see myself progressing further in, but I do see myself progressing further in, I guess, the German that I learned. I'd like to go back to Berlin because I got really sick while we were there, and I don't feel like I, I got to be able to make the most of it. We need to go um, back. Like, we had to cut... We had to take you to there a was pharmacy. A, yeah, I had to go to a pharmacy, but, like, one day or we were apotheca. doing, like, all, like, Berlin Wall kind of stuff. Like, we went to, like... Um, cause there's like a bunch of different places you can go that have different things set up for the wall. And so like, I remember we had to leave, like, it was a pouring rain too, but I was already so sick. And like, we were walking along, I forget what it's called, but where the section of the wall where they painted all of the, no, the th- there's West like a bunch gallery. of murals. East side gallery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were there. And then like, I was just so sick. Like I couldn't stop coughing and it was pouring rain. So we just had to like leave and yeah. we like didn't do anything else that we were going to do that day like we'd done stuff earlier on so like we'd done a ton of stuff but it was still like much less than i'd wanted to get to do and like we went to the zoo and had to leave earlier than we wanted because then i was getting sick sick. yeah um so like i we like didn't get to go out to dinner as much because i was just like i need to go sleep like i feel so sick Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I'd like to go back to Germany just because I feel like my two experiences weren't, like, exactly what they could have been. And sure, maybe maybe it just ends up that, like, Berlin and, like, Hamburg aren't, like, my top-ranked cities in the world or something. But I still feel like I could uh, get more out of going to Germany again. Like, I think, because I do think Germany's a really cool country, but I feel like I didn't get to feel super connected with traveling there. Um, yeah. So I'd like to go back to Berlin probably, and then uh, we spend a lot of time in the the northern part, and so I think I'd like to go yeah, to like, I just some wanna, southern places, like I just maybe go get to Munich and stuff like that too. Oh heck yeah! Um, go to some other bigger cities that maybe we didn't do last time, and maybe even go to the countryside again. But I'd try like to, to go do to a new countryside, in a, yeah. In a time where maybe or just plan a little bit better. A lot of it was when we went, we were kind of just hanging with the host family, and it was like. It was, like, yeah. they're all lovely people, but it wasn't so much, I guess, enough to connect me with, like, wanting to travel there frequently because I didn't have, like, the connection with people in schools and I didn't have, but I also didn't have, like, touristy things that, like, allowed me, or even just city things. Like, I don't even do that much touristy stuff when I go places, but just, like, there wasn't a ton to do, I guess. Um Yeah, I think also we just need, I think staying with, like, friends who spoke the language would have been a better option for us. Yeah, I think staying with, like, Like, having an Airbnb host that speaks, spoke German was a great idea for us. I think it also, for me, was difficult, too, because, like, I wasn't, like, a host student who they were prepared for, but also, like, I wasn't 
like like it was one of those things where they had you and they were like we know matt he's cool and then i was like the other person that was brought along and then like i was just kind of like there <laughs> in a sense um so but i mean yeah i'd like to go back i'd like to get a better impression of it i guess like i don't have like horrible memories associated with germany but yeah, it was a tough time germany um but it's like i feel like when i think about places i'm like dying to travel to um even like places i'm dying to revisit like i definitely want to go back to paris like i think about going mm. back to paris all the time and i'm like i really oh should God. travel to new places but i really just want to go back to paris but like i don't have that feeling with germany and i wish i did mm -hmm. so i'd like to go back to germany again and maybe just I mean, maybe I think the, totally the places will. we visited aren't the places for me so like mm -hmm. that's why i'd like to also go to like munich and like other cities and see if there's maybe another place in germany that i connect with a little bit more mm -hmm. cool all right, so I think we're just about done. Anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Um, no. I, I guess if you have learned German, then we'd love to hear yeah. your experiences, like why you learned it, how you went about doing it, what your plans are for the future. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I hope you're enjoying our, our VEDF or VEDF or whatever you want to call it, our or video every day in February. VEDF. VEDF. <laughs> I hope it's going well. Yeah, I hope we're... Me. How are you doing? How are we doing? Is Matt, has Matt made as many videos as Abigail? I hope so. It is likely, but let us hope. All right. So <laughs> thank you guys for watching. And remember that practice, practice makes, makes progress. progress. Oh, that was faster. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Bye. Thank you.